Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to IGN Unfiltered. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, your host. This is my monthly-ish, occasional interview series where we take a deep dive with some of the best, brightest, and most interesting minds in the video game industry. Uh, Today, my guest is none other than Justin Roiland, he of Squanch Games. You started yourself a video game studio, and this December, Justin, you you and your team are putting out a video game called High on Life, which we've been showing the heck out of on IGN and everybody's digging it. Yeah, it's crazy to see the reaction. Um, it, it's exciting for the team because, you know, we, we did Trover in VR and it was just crickets, you know. But I, I don't know why or what. It could, you know, it, there's probably a bunch of reasons. But um, And then this one, you know, it's been night and day, just insane. So we're really, really hopeful for it. And, and we definitely, it's a labor of love. I mean, everybody on the team is just... It's exciting when you've got a, a a big group of people that all are super pumped and believe in what we're making and just want to like, yeah. It's it's different than when people are just like ah clocking in and like all right I got to do my you yeah. know this is like everybody is just so excited about this game. Well, we're team. gonna we're gonna talk a lot about high on life. Uh, this with this show, I love to just kind of take a walk through your career a little bit because. Uh, you know, in, in doing a little research, because I'm a huge fan of Rick and Morty, everything, uh, Solar Opposites, so I, I'm thrilled to meet you here and have you here yeah. at IGN, so I appreciate it. And looking it up, you and I are the same age, born the same year, so I always love to ask all my guests, and now especially you, because I'm curious how you'll match up with me, is, like, what are your... How do you plan your... to die? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, wait, is that, is that one of the questions I we're mean, doing? I mean, you pick your vices, right? <laughs> like, you can, no, no, no. But, like, what are, your, what are some of your earliest video game memories? Like, is it, is it Nintendo for you, or did you even have, like, an Atari in the house? No, Nintendo, for yeah. sure. Yeah, mine, mine was... Uh, I, I don't know. I, was pr- I feel like I was pretty keyed in as a kid. You know, I kind of knew what was going on. I knew the toys that I want. You know, I was... I was constantly glued to the TV watching the commercials. I somehow missed the Nintendo ad campaign. And so I'm down the street. I, li- I grew up out in, like, Almond, you know, farm. Yeah, out in, so, like, central California. Yeah, so I had to walk, like, a mile down the street to hang out with, you know, the nearest friend that, that was out there, uh, you know, going to school with me. And I'm hanging out with him, this kid, Buck, and his, his name was Buck. Can you imagine that? Anyway, um, and he had a Nintendo, and he had Super Mario Brothers. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I had such a filthy <laughs> mouth as a kid. His mom didn't like me because she thought I was trouble because of my <laughs> swearing all the time. But I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? What in the fuck is this shit? And I'm just playing. I'm like, when the fuck and how? And how do you have? Like, and so then from that point, point on, it was just me begging my mom and dad, please, please, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. you know, and I wasn't saying that. To, well, actually, I did swear. <laughs> my parents did not care. They were so... What I, you know, letting me watch horror movies when I was in first grade, like just the worst shit ever. I, I think it. I mean, I turned out okay, I guess. But anyway, um, so yeah, and then I I finally got it, and it was like Mario Brothers, you know, like the old Rampage, um, Wall Street Kid, which I could never figure out. I was like, what in the fuck do I do? Like my dad was beating it. I'm like, what do you? How do you? <laughs> how, what things are you picking up on? I don't I don't understand. 
And then, and then of course, Zelda and Metroid was like the Metroid just like that game really was like you know I would just leave it on and have yeah. the music playing in the back. Like I just it was on constantly because you know back then you, you turn it no off save, and it start. Yeah, yeah. I it wasn't going to sit there and type in a fucking <laughs> the, the nonsense password save. Thing. I tried it. I tried it a few times and I was like, this ain't no. This is not. Um, so, so how did you, were you able to, to eventually, you know, win your parents over to get you the, the Nintendo? Cause oh, for yeah, me, yeah. it was, yeah. it was first communion money. It's like, I'm going to say I'm saving all, and then yeah. I'm buying the Nintendo, which was like, I think either a hundred bucks or 120 yeah. bucks back no, then. My friend Jackie would be like, you got it the next day. But the truth is, no, I had to, we were, we were like middle class, you know, my parents were, my dad was smart and he bought like a nice plot of land with, with almond trees. And so there was like, you know, aside from my parents both working, like they had that money coming in and to offset, you know, the mortgage on the house, blah, blah. It was like middle class, yeah. you know? So it wasn't like just money getting thrown around like crazy. So that was a big one. So, you know, I had to beg and plead for a while before I got my own. But I think they, I don't know, like they, they I, I stopped asking for plastic action figures and it was just f- purely yeah. like just this, like, you know, I don't even know how, I wish I could remember specifically, like, but I bet I probably, and I was probably like mapping out like, okay, let's just say one action figure is this much money, right? And we get a little bit action yeah. figure, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I will, I will take a sabbatical from action figures for this, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Making but, deals, cutting deals yeah, with their yeah, parents. Yeah. But it took a while games. and I had to mow the lawn and I had to, I don't know what I, shit I had to do, like go spray weeds and go, yeah. you know, and we'll log your hours. I had to do that shit, you know, go rake the almonds before the harvest, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's how I got my Sega Genesis was I had to work that summer, eight-hour days. And my dad was like, two, $2 an hour? Some, like, really fucked up, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it seemed good to you. Well, I didn't know that any, diff- any yeah. better. So me and my, my, my friends, when I was growing up, we would go out with, with rakes, and we would, any stray almonds, we would just, not leaves, almonds. We would rake the almonds into that, like, into that pile down the middle of the almond lanes so that when they would go pick them up, all these missed almonds would get harvested. But, um... And that's how I got my Genesis, because that, that was the next one that I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, went from... Sega does what Nintendo don't. I was caught up. I, 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 well, the, the truth was, there was a place in my town um, that had, uh, like, you would go in, and you would pay $5 an hour, and you would sit down, and you could just put headphones on, and you could grab any games they had yeah. and just play. I had a place like that, too, yeah. uh, called Gamers. And, yeah, you could just rent time by the hour yes. on any of the systems. And just, like, go. And I and I, I went and I, I, was, I remember the Superman game, Sonic, or sorry, not Superman, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, that old school, early Genesis Spider-Man. With, uh, the music is still just <laughs> in my brain. But um, that and, and Sonic and just uh, Sega seemed to, for me, the... I don't know what it was back then. It was like the music and the, and I can't remember truly if the sports games were the EA sports games were better on Genesis. I wasn't than a they sports were, games no. person. Yeah, I was more like I like the weird platformer action adventure. You know, like weird like Decap Attack, as awful as it is, or <laughs> Toki, or yeah, you know anything that the art. I was more like, or like uh, World of Illusion or Castle of Illusion. Like I love the art style. I love like platformy stuff and like really cool like art direction was like just grabbed me and then i would get just stabbed in the gut you know it's like oh what a piece of shit this game you know this this game fucking sucks but it looks cool um i got tricked so many times but i can't remember did genesis came out first right before super nintendo or am i wrong about that 
I'm trying to remember I, if they had both know, there. Now I'm I'm blanking on it too. Now that you're putting me on the spot, because I I had a Genesis before I had a Super Nintendo. But I don't know if you were like me. I, ha- I, I did, could only I have too. one console yeah. at a time. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I never had more than no, one no, in the no. house. I, well, I, I eventually saved up money and and got the Super Nintendo, yeah. and it was like holy shit, was yeah. there all kinds of good stuff to discover? But for some reason, for a while, it was just Genesis and. I don't know. There were certain games that reinforced my choice because, like, I don't know if you remember the old Beavis and Butthead ga- games. But oh, just, yeah. Like, if you go back and you play the Genesis versus the Super Nintendo, the Genesis version is thoughtful. It's like uh, an adventure. You're, you're picking up inventory. You're, right. It's more of, like, an adventure style, like, you know, top down. You're moving around a world. It's fucking great. And then you, I mean, look, you know, it's great for, for that time. Then you go and play the Super Nintendo version, and you're just like, fuck this shit. This is just a shitty, bad, like, side-scroller that's just not... It's just like a frustrating, right. angry video game. Well, it was game like when Mortal movie. Kombat... Was, it was, you had the sweat on the oh, Super yeah, Nintendo yeah, yeah, version yeah, yeah. versus yeah, yeah, the blood. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and that, yeah that's another example. You know, yeah. when, you're a little, when you're a little kid, or whatever, however old I was, you're just like, yeah, you get caught up in that. Like, fuck Nintendo. But th- then after I got a little older, I was like, no, no, no. This is like, oh, my God, look at... It was just a great... You know, I got it for cheaper, and yeah. I got this massive library of an amazing con like earthbound and uh obviously mario you know um super mario world and i mean just all the stuff that i had missed and it yeah. was just like holy i was like fed with pilot content. wings all that oh my stuff. god all of yeah. it yeah i mean just yeah and by it. the way we were remembering correctly genesis did did hit first okay so we were we were on the that's money right with that. so i think when i was going <laughs> to that place there wasn't a super nintendo for me to like hook up and try out that you know what i mean and yeah. if there had been i would have been just as like taken i would have been like oh god i want them both you know but it just so happened that genesis was all they had and so i just you know i was playing all those and i was like i i don't want to be in this shitty building for five dollars an hour i want to be (laughs) in my house playing this but yeah well uh, let me fast forward a little bit so you know i'm kind of curious with you growing up and and kind of high school college and and ultimately into your career because to me being a fan of your work uh improvisation ad-libbing seem yeah, to be yeah. like hallmarks of everything you do including high on life yeah which we're showing uh, off a per, a, a, like i would say trover was like 70 30 with 70 percent being you know ad lib oh, se- wait 70 ad lib yeah trover. yeah I, I, I might be a little off there like spencer was 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 my writing partner or like head writer on that game sorry i just touched the mic but spencer was my my head writer on that game and um yeah, it was like, you know, there were just a lot of circumstances that caused that game to be a lot ad-libbed. And I think it was because we I tempt a bunch of stuff thinking we would replace it later. And then we get far <laughs> enough into production and it's Whoops. like, it's, it's you know what, we don't have time to... Not only is it, like, everyone likes it, it's fine. But, like, we don't... We have fires everywhere. We can't, we you know, and okay. And so we focused on where we needed to focus. But with this game, it was a flip. It was like 70 scripted 30% ad lib yeah. and it you know um my writer Alec Robbins fucking brilliant amazing writer and um you know just an incredible addition to the squanch team and uh yeah it was just like couldn't have been a better process it was like you know really solid pages with really great jumping off points. And certain actors did way more ad-libbing than others. So like JB, I'm sure yeah. we're going to get into. We, we'll, yeah, we'll have, uh, people have already seen that by the time this interview okay. airs. So, so, so yeah, yeah J- JB did a lot of ad-libbing and, and it was encouraged. I mean, that's like. Sure, I mean, that's his bread and you, butter, you, right? You know, like Curb is, is essentially an outline show and they know 
when they go to shoot a scene, they know like the beginning, middle, and end. They know every character's sort of point of view and perspective, and then they just run scenes. And you know, JB is like one of the best you know out there. And yeah, I was like, dude, like if you know the once he kind of understood you know the scene and what was going on, he could just go. And it was and and so and and we're you know that it's 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 like us going the extra mile to make sure that's what gets in the game and not just the scripted, you know, like what's yeah. on the page. So. so I'm curious then, given given that improv is a, a through line through your stuff and, and that we are the same age, I'm wondering if you, like me, watched a lot of Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, yeah. growing up and or Whose Line Is It Anyway? The okay, old British so version. I, I, w- I wasn't as, I don't know how I, I kind of missed the boat on Whose Line. I'd seen a little bit here and there. I was glued to MST3K. Yeah, me too. I was, when I was... I want to say a sophomore in high school that summer, or maybe it was the summer after freshman, in between freshman and sophomore, we, we got a satellite dish. Keep in mind, up to that point, I just had like five channels okay. growing up, yeah. right? Except for the one year I lived in Florida, I had cable, but that was a nightmare year. Awful, but I had cable. Um, but yeah, like finally got a satellite dish with everything. And Including Comedy Central. Thing. Yes, and so I would li- I, I I went completely nocturnal that 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 summer. <laughs> so I would I would sleep till like six p.m. I'd get up, and I would have either the night before like highlighted all yeah. the satellites I was going to turn to at what time and what channels I was going to be on, and I, I literally would highlight out, my, out all yeah. n- for the entire night until like six or seven a.m. And then I would go to sleep because MST3K up. aired at midnight back in those yes. days. Yeah, and it was it was such a I to this when I get really sick with something, which thank God, knock on wood, hasn't happened in a while. Like I don't know what it is, but MST3K is like the most peaceful. I know like, what you mean. It just makes me feel so good to watch it. Just put it on. Um, I had swine flu in 2010. Can you imagine? I got fucking you swine were, flu. Yeah, that's... and uh, and that was I could I was so sick I couldn't play video games. I remember I was just like I can't even fucking do this. And so yeah, it was just MST3K got me through it, and it was like. Oh my God! It was it was the best medicine. Quote, I mean, it was just incredible. And um, yeah, to this day, like if I'm really sick, like that's what I go to. Like if and, and again, haven't been in a while, luckily. But um, yeah, I, I, and then there was a bunch of weird Comedy Central stuff. And then there was like, God, I would jump over to. I don't even know, man. There was I just had the whole night mapped out. There were kids in the hall, like constantly. I was know, just I was literally going to ask early, that. Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early and and by the way, speaking of, you know, we have Kevin McDonald in the game. Really? Oh, oh yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. No, I mean, we, oh, we, that's so we, good. Like you know, it, even with Rick and Morty, like we we we, it was always fun in the early days to like like could we get like invite you know, your these, heroes? Like, yeah, these awesome people like you know Dana Carvey we got on Rick and Morty and like just people that you you just grew up you know really loving and. You know, and, and just being able to get folks like that. Um, and then, you know, yeah, same with the game. It's like, who can we get, you know, like, that would be really fun. And then, of course, all the all my cool friends and cool, like, all my funny friends, you know, like, and, and you know, who who wants to just play in, in the sandbox? And, and um, like, a big one is Joel Haver. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm but, not, no. So everyone would know him as the little kid that you deal with, you know, I'm so shootable. Like, oh, shooting, okay, you know, yeah. That little, yeah. <laughs> what is his name? Um I forget his name. He's got a name, but and he says it a lot. But anyway, um, so yeah, he he's doing a lot of voices in the game, and he kind of became like me, him, and uh, and Alec, uh, my head writer, do a lot of. Alec does pseudo, and like he does uh, just a bunch of 
like weird interdimensional cable commercials, and same with same with uh, with Joel. But Joel Haver also is pretty well known because he his YouTube channel blew up for he does these really cool rotoscoped like animated and their video game like he has one with like a I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's like it's like this like RPG style like you know sort of Bethesda style game, and it's like a guy in chainmail, and he's like huzzah, yeah. and he's gonna fight you know goes on a mission and he kills a rat and i don't know anyway it's joel haver on youtube he's really funny and um the 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 crazy thing about that was like i saw his video and he was starting to blow up and i was like i I go to go to like find him on instagram and reach out to him and i discovered that he had messaged me like (laughs) months before he blew up like you know with a link to his stuff and i'm like how because fu- I don't I don't know even know I don't understand how I mean I'm sure if I took the time the DMs and all of it I just don't know what the fuck Instagram like how do you sort them by most recent how do you like they, they, yeah. they I won't see anything and all of a sudden I'll go and check and I'll be like where the fuck are all these now I've got a bunch of like verified people but how do I get to them right because now they're there and like they not I don't have them normally I, I just gave up I was like I don't understand this so anyway he messaged me I never saw it and um and it was just you know we hit it off and he came in and we had him in the writer's room for the game and like just he's brought a lot to it but he's literally the ant guy like in the beginning of the game he's like very there like he's doing the little kid he's doing slumsley that's the name and then he's doing the ant guys with fred stoller and just it's 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 madness so like comedy clearly has been a big part of your life growing up like did you always want to be either an actor or no. showrunner or like what what was what was like young Justin Roiland's career aspiration? I always wanted to build worlds animation, you know, like like I never wanted to be on camera. I never had any acting aspirations. It was always like I want to create worlds. I want to I want to I want to I want to I didn't even I didn't even think I had aspirations to do voices. I think it was more just like I want to create like you know i remember when i was a kid being a big fan of brendan stimpy a big fan of beavis and butthead you know uh there's more obviously simpsons you know but you know just that was like wow wouldn't it be fun to build and then other crazy shows like you know i grew up watching i mean you want to get way back when i was really little like really tiny like the ninja turtles and, sure uh ghostbusters the real ghostbusters and you know all the classic like Deke, actual you know. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, stuff. and so it was always like God, and I always was an artist, like drawing, and and uh, and I'd create all these casts of characters, and um, so yeah, it was always more world building character stuff, and that was, and then it kind of I never really. It's weird. I, I always it was in the back there as like a driving force, but it wasn't super. Uh, almost subconscious, you know, yeah. like I was like moving in that direction and working really hard in that direction without really consciously realizing, you know, I don't know, like, yeah. And But uh, that, the dream was to sell a show. That was like the dream. And when I was working in reality TV, it was like all reality TV ideas because that was the world I sure. was in. So I'm like, okay, let me, what's a good, weird reality TV idea that I can come up with and came up with a lot of really interesting, clever ideas. But it was just that's such a weird fucking scene man reality tv but um, is that your college years because when i was looking you up there's kind kind of of a gap in your wikipedia between high school and then you know going to going to getting connected with dan Harmon. oh so where you're like it's apparently you you moved to texas no 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 that's not true no 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 never was in texas well that's (laughs) we'll go at somebody go edit that yeah edit that out (laughs) no i never lived in texas um 
So I I moved to LA. Uh, I dropped out of college or I, whatever. I didn't drop. I just was like, fuck this. And my, my friend Jamie was like, we got a. She's. I called her and said, hey, we're thinking of coming to LA this weekend. Are you around? And she's like, if you come by yourself, I can get you a job uh, as a PA for a, a day on this oh, wow. on the show that I'm producing or we're working as a producer on. It was called Ultimate Revenge. Ryan Seacrest was the host. Woody Frazier Productions. It's like a hidden camera prank show where you set up your friend to get revenge on them for some fucking slight that, right. you know. And um, so I, I did it. So I was like, fucking, I'm in. So I, I, I went there. I worked that Saturday. And then by the end of the day, the, um, oh, God, I wish I could remember her name. But the, the production manager basically said, do you want a full-time gig? Wow, you must have had a good day. Yeah, well, I, 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 was, I was like, I am, this is fucking... You, you arrived. Yeah. Well, I, I was just like, I'm taking, I'm like, I'll, what do you need? Like, like the I'm, door is open. You're, you're going, you're trying I was on. It. I was like, does someone need a chair? Like, does someone need a, like, I was just like, what do I do? Like, I was so excited to be in that world. Just anything even adjacent to the entertainment industry that I was just fucking on. And so by the end of the day, she's like, hey, like, we, we need to fill the slot, you know, for the rest of the season. Would you want it? I'm like, yes. Drove back the next day, or no, drove back at the end of shooting. So I'm like exhausted, but whatever, it was fine. And uh, I luckily didn't crash. I don't fall asleep when I'm driving. I don't know. I just can't. That's I, good. That's a good couldn't thing. Couldn't fall asleep in school. It's not recommended to fall asleep while yeah, you're driving. But I can't. Like I, I physically have never been able to. I, I couldn't fall asleep in school ever. Wanted to, couldn't. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah. And then I drove back Sunday and was there for Monday and like, I moved to LA overnight basically. Wow. Yeah. Was staying in a hotel for the first week, paying, paying like $10 over my daily rate to stay at this, <laughs> you know, I was like losing money for the first week just to like get my footing and figure out where the fuck am I going to live. Yeah. And, but, um, but then, yeah. And it just reality TV was my, was my life. And so a lot of my, if you go to IMDb, a lot of my credits are like all these weird, obscure, you know, people's champion and uh, a lot, a lot of, um, uh, what is it? What the fuck was it? Like first TV or something? Like guys that did uh, Battle Robots, BattleBots. Oh uh, yeah, they had a show. They they, they 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 imported a UK show called Trigger Happy TV that I worked on. Just a bunch of random shit that no one. I worked on Crossballs. That's where I met like Rich Fulcher, Andy Daly, uh, Matt Besser. Um, just all these. That was the first show where I was like, oh my god, I'm working in a comedy. I'm working in the in the scene that yeah. I want to really like you know be closer to and. Anyway, I worked on Extreme Home Make Extreme Makeover Home Edition as an associate producer. That was fucking insane. I've got stories, but uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of that stuff. Like working, and then my nights and weekends were Channel One Hundred One. Like making my yeah. me and my buddy Savan and Abed making, you know, writing, recording, and animating these little shorts that we would do, and learning, you know, the the, the Dan Harmon kind of story story circle, like like really. That was my kind of college, uh, you know. That was my real training of like, right. okay, how do I, how do I really craft a narrative that that has curvature, that feels like a beginning, middle, and end. That you know, and then House of Cosby's was where I really cracked the the, you know, I was like, oh, okay, like it kind of was like, oh, I see the, I see this now, you know, like. But so anyway. if the dream was to sell a show, then yeah, when yeah, you yeah. sell Rick and Morty to Adult Swim, yeah, what's how, what's that? Walk me through that day. Well, it was, it wasn't, that's the thing. It wasn't, it's never just a day, man. It's like, it's like a, a period of, it's, it's just, it's like a slog and hoops you got to jump through and all kinds of craziness. I mean, there's so many little mini stories to the, you know, the lead up from 
um, you know, Dan and I talking and he's like, you know, Adult Swim wants a show. Do you, I'd love to partner with you. Do you have any ideas? And I'm like, well, what about the... Those, Doc and Marty thing? Yeah, the Doc and Marty characters. And he's like, fuck yeah, I love it. That's the perfect energy to to build a frame around. And so, you know, and then from that point to getting the green light to series, holy shit, was there like a journey there, you know? Um, Are your parents super supportive along the way, by the way? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, even, just from, I'll be honest with you, like I was floundering back home. I don't know what the fuck I was going to do. I wasn't. I just wasn't feeling like the the bachelor degree or the associates, you know, what I just wasn't like I was dropping classes right before you Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like that 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 day where it's like if I don't drop this it's going to yeah. hit my GPA. Yep. So like I was just like half my classes gone but every every single semester like right before that point. But um but then I'd keep the ones like I kept Photoshop, I kept uh, Premiere, I you know, Adobe Premiere, I kept the journalism class cuz I was doing comics and they're terrible. But, um, you know, it was just me, like, figuring out my voice and, you know, and stuff. But, um, but yeah, like, yeah, I, it, it, getting back to, like, the, you know, the, what, what ends up happening is when you, when you work hard, hard and long enough, by the time you get the big win, the big, like, holy shit, we have a show, it's not as... Explosive. It's not like a movie. <laughs> no, it's not like, it's not like winning the lottery, like, popping champagne. Right. It's sort of like... It's like okay, all right. We 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 got to let now it's now the, the real, real work, work yeah. right? It's like by the time it actually happens, and and this isn't the case for everybody. Some people will hit the lottery, quote unquote, metaphorically, like really young, and it is the like holy fuck, and they go fucking crazy, and it's like, and and I never got that. Mine was like this long burn, and by the time we we got and we had worked and done a bunch of, we had like acceptable TV that we did, you know, in twenty seven two thousand six two thousand seven, um, and. Uh, you know that was like you know Jack Black and it was on it was on fucking uh, VH1. It's like the worst <laughs> channel for a sketch show, like a comedy sketch show. Um, but anyway, so we you know that didn't continue. That that was like this real crazy slog. And uh, you know again, there's I don't know nobody knows about that, but there's like crazy stories about how hard that show was to make because we were literally producing content in four days, so that like the audience was voting on what would come back. And then we had four days to literally from soup to nuts wow. have something. And, and I was running the animation department, plus I was in a bunch of sketches. So I was getting pulled left and right. And um, I had an amazing core team in the animation department that were just crunching. I mean, we, we were living in that place. I, we, we, weren't, we were sleeping under our desks. We were there full time, 24-7, basically, once the show got onto air because they kept voting back the animated thing. So we, every week we had to deliver in four days. A wow. new, it was fucking bonkers. But um, do you think that helped kind of ground you in a way that you didn't have like some overnight like absolutely. firework? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think. Well, and also just my upbringing and stuff. I'm pretty humble, and I'm pretty. I mean, look, this sounds like you know. I, I, truthfully, like I, I, I don't, I don't really crave the spotlight. I don't. I like to kind of hide behind the stuff I'm making, and. Yeah, I tend to be pretty down to earth and just I, I like to be around people that are, you know, smart and yeah, just n- normal. <laughs> I guess yeah. this for lack of a better, you know, and I stay as far away from politics so I can hang out with a lot of different people, you know, uh, which I think is great. And um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's 
I, I, I attribute that more to my upbringing and stuff. And, but I, I will say like, I'm very, I'm very thankful I didn't achieve some kind of success early because I was fucking, cr- I was wild. <laughs> I was out of my mind when I was in my, you know, twenties. I was crazy. What does that mean? Just like fucking nuts. I was like, you know, I had all this energy. I was just like, I don't know. Like, it, it, like you'd have spent a bunch of money on something stupid. And, no, not even no. that. I just would have, I would have been perceived as like, God, I don't even know how to, I don't know. It just would have been like. It wouldn't have gone well. Yeah. It would have been more, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was perfect the way it happened. It was, it needed to happen the way it happened. Yeah. So when you get the 70 episode order for Rick and Morty, when that comes along, mm-hmm. are you able to enjoy that? Success, because that—I mean—that's a big deal. <laughs> no, like, no? no, I mean still... not really. It was sort of like, oh, it was like, you know, a, a mixture of, okay, this is awesome and and crazy, um, but almost outside of body, kind of, you know, like not really to this day, still haven't really like yeah. connected with the reality of it, even though we're you know headlong into season six airing and yeah. writing on. I mean, it's, it's, it's moving. So no, still haven't really connected with that, you know? Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's have you, have you celebrated that in any way, shape or form for yourself or you just, is it just like right back to it? I I, I plan to, like, I'm building a studio. I'm like, I'm doing things that I'm like, I think that's going to be the big, like, you know, this coming 2023, you know, is going to be like sort of, you know, we're shipping this game obviously we have you know more work to do post ship but like you know we're 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 it's 2023 is going to be nice because there's a lot of stuff off my plate i'm developing a lot of cool stuff other people like people i love people who i think are brilliant i'm i'm helping them you know like i want to i want to get some of these people like you should have a fucking show like you need an animated show like just people that i love and um that I just want to watch what they make, you know, as a fan. So I'm like, if I can help people like that, I'm in a great position to be able to do that now. And so there's a lot of that. And then obviously the game studios, the game stuff is just took me by surprise. Like I didn't realize how much, you know, cause again, we talked about Nintendo and Sega, but like I, I from Nintendo was like, I was glued. I mean, yeah. I was, I had every console at that point, my, you know, once I started working and had my own money, like I was, my priority was video games. Like, consoles and games and that was like the number one handheld was massive for me like huge huge and um but also console all of it you know so i had everything i mean anything i can get my hands on and i I even i even took out like credit cards to get you know what like (laughs) you know i worked at best buy and i got a best buy card to buy my gamecube and the games i you know i just reckless but i was like this is this is important for me you know it was like this was this it was huge um so I didn't realize how much, you know, game design and just, I don't even, like, just game mechanics and stuff that works and doesn't and things I like and that I don't like that I have, that I had absorbed over the years. I, I just, it was dormant. Yeah. But I never, I, as a fan and gamer, I, I could comment and talk about things, but I wasn't ever using that in, like, a, the idea of making a video game was so far from reality for me. Yeah. And then the VR, the VR thing was just like, I, it, it just got me to a point of absolute, I, I just was like, I need to play, I want to build in this sandbox. Yeah. I need to. And so I was like, anything, like I'll do any, like I, 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 I was, it was insane how, um, 
you know, just yeah, I I, I would I, I was like any I would do anything like anything to just make games and and experiences in this crazy technology. And so that's that's how the studio started. But but now but now we're like like you know kind of finishing. Well, way back then we fin- finishing Trover. It was this epiphany of like holy fuck, I've I built a fucking game studio. I mean, Tanya helped me do it. We built a game studio. Like, yeah. we could just make a fucking game. We could just make a regular <laughs> video game. I never even, like, that wasn't even ever in my mind. You know, the, the gateway drug, so to speak, was VR. And then here we are now with the game studio. And it was like, holy fuck. Like, I've got this amazing team. They love, you know, working on this stuff. Like, let's just make a traditional, like, you know, shooter like and I had the talking gun idea, and I was just like these talking gun. I, I every fucking like few months, I was like, oh my god, when is the talking game gonna get announced? The talking gun game. <laughs> you were when, waiting for somebody, someone else, the other yeah. shoe to drop. <laughs> it's happened before, where it's like you know, yeah, it's happened before. So where it's like in the zeitgeist, it's like you know, other people are thinking about it, and then somebody might have been thinking about it a while before you know it popped into my imagination, and so. Um, and I mean, the, the original design for Trover was, you know, because I was trying to go room scale and you would have had a talking gun in that game, you know, originally. Yeah. Um, and once we got the deal with Sony, it was like, I was very aware, like, okay, the Morpheus or the PlayStation VR was, in my opinion, best as a seated, like, oh, VR, yeah. 180 VR experience. So I was, and I wanted that, I wanted those control. I wanted the gamepad. And I was playing, like, really cool VR games on the, on the, um, the fuck was it? The the Samsung Gear VR. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of good games that were like, well, not a lot. There's a handful of games that were third person, you know, that that I and I was like, this is fucking amazing. But the one thing they weren't doing, they were just using the VR as like a, a glorified camera. Yeah. And I exactly. wanted to, for me, I was like, I want players to be there. I want players to be part of the story, and the characters are talking to you, but you're controlling a character in third person. So that 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 became Trover, and. Um, but then, yeah, later on, it was like, oh, fuck, we could just make, like, a, we can get back to the talking gun idea. And so, yeah, I was like, I remember uh, talking to Robert Kirkman year, so long ago, and I was telling him about this, you know, we're in pre-pro, like, early days on, on, on High on Life, before we even knew it was going to be called High on Life, before the High on Life part even, you know, the, 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 all, all that stuff even was, like, part of it. And I was telling him about the, the talking gun game, and he's just like, fuck, like... <laughs> I, he's like, God damn it! I was, I was literally thinking about just like kind of building uh, a new comic about talking. Like, I don't, I, I never got into like the, the the details of it, but he was thinking about doing a new comic series <laughs> with surrounding talking guns. Yeah, I don't think they would have been aliens. I think they, or maybe it would have just one talking gun. I don't even know. I should ask him more about it. But um, just I, I, I'll never forget his reaction. He was like, God damn, fuck. Fuck, you know, like how far in are you? How long, you know, I'm like, oh no, we're like, yeah, this has been, yeah. So it was like, and then that's what really got me scared because I'm like, somebody's gonna, there's gonna be a trailer that hits at one of these E3s or one of these, and it's gonna. So you're not even enjoying the E3, like. No, I shows. love E3. Oh, I love, 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 love. No, no, no. Well, not, I, I, so you were still able to enjoy them without waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was more just like, oh, is it, gonna, <laughs> is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? And. Honestly, even if it did, I, I, I'm pretty. I always felt pretty confident that our version of it was so it would be so different than someone else's that I, we wouldn't have been like, all right, throw it in the, yeah. forget it. Let's no, we would have kept going. But like, I just 
we would have been the been, deep impact Armageddon situation. It would, yeah, it wouldn't have been that, but it would have been like, shit, so people are going to compare us to that. And by the way, there are examples of it that exist, right? So there's the Borderlands gun, which is more of a joke. There's another one that, uh, fuck, I can't remember. There, there, there's a few examples of this. So it's not like we're, but I mean, we're taking it to like full-blown companions. Like yeah. these guys are like, you know, like a uh, uh, Dragon Age style, like, you know, they've got... right backstory they've got personality if you have them out they've got a lot to say um you know and each depending on what gun you're using you're going to get completely different you know dialogue information yeah i've seen a couple a little bit of that while we've been playing it today yeah yeah, yeah. it's really cool yeah so i've 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 got a couple more rick and morty things for you but since we're on the subject mm-hmm. of squanch and high on life i'm curious uh, what have you learned about the business of making games? Oh man, a lot. That that you <laughs> that maybe like you wish you'd known going in, or because I think that's like me. I've been covering games for twenty years, but I've never made a game. I've never started a studio, and I think you know a lot of us that play and love video games, we might think about that side of it sometime. But I'm curious as as somebody who's you've been on both sides Dude, of the fence now. There's so much shit that I don't even know what I can say publicly because it's like it's like as a like developers, so so you know, like I I I absorb I, like I'm glued to like stories. I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of like, you know, train wreck production. You know, like I, I mentioned Matt McMuscles before, like yeah. his his What Happened series. And there's a bunch of other really great people on YouTube making just really quality little well researched kind of documentaries about you know, all of the, the the pitfalls and just insanity of, of game development. And, you know, there's just so much shit you learn. It's like, I, without getting into details, it's like, you know, you know, we're, we're in really good shape on our game. Like, thank God. Um, but, you know, you, you, you can see how, like, games get shipped before they're ready. Like, you can see, like, why it happens. There's so much politics. There's so much, like, there's relationships at stake. There's partnerships. There's marketing deals that are in place that you'll lose. There's... It's just so much, I mean, again, I might be saying too much here, but like, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that that developers, it's a fucking, yeah, and developers can't just publicly say, look, here's transparently what's going on, why this happened, you know, and so it's like this, oh God, and and as a a gamer and as a fan of games and a consumer of like a, 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 like one of my biggest, you know, pastimes, um, it's crazy to see and to now be inside of it and to kind of know because it's it, it makes me much more forgiving of or at least to see the other side a lot yeah. of times where I'm just like, fuck, I, you know, and, and then I speculate like I bet you like, OK, well, not to get into but like CD Projekt Red with with Cyberpunk 2077. Sure. I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. Like, so yeah. I'm speculating, you know, and I'm thinking like, OK, and I'm get, and I'm just trying to think about what happened there, like what what happened with this. And I'm sure we'll get a really great YouTube, like, well There'll be an oral history some, somewhere maybe down Matt, the line. Maybe Matt, yeah. will, maybe Matt McMuscles will, will dive, or maybe he already has and I haven't seen it. But anyway, like, you know, I'd love a really well-researched, you know, like, honest, like, here's what we know. But um, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that they're a publicly traded, or they're like, you know, they have share, they have, um, what's it yeah. called? Uh, shareholders or whatever. Yeah. Just people that are like, and I don't know, I really, I, I'm, I speculate, but it's like, it becomes... It's like, you know, obviously the, the golden rule is like a, 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 good, a good game is always good. A ba- an early, you know, uh, game is, or I don't know what, like, what is the famous yeah, saying? It's uh, like, a, it's a, like. 
a delayed game. It, it, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. A delayed game, no one remembers the delay. If it's good, right. it, 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 who, can you remember the, the, when uh, there's a when great When Halo example. 2 got delayed, exactly. no one cares. Nobody it's... fucking remembers that. They just remember the game's fucking awesome and that's the legacy of the game. But when you rush it and you ship it too early, it's permanent. It's like that first impression. It's just permanently... Yeah, it takes and then, it, it and takes then, years to turn around like No Man's Sky. Like they, they yeah, got there, they but got it took there, a long time. I, and, 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 and God bless them because that's a really good example with Hello Games of like of like, you know, turning, you know, just winning consi- the public over exactly. a second time. Yes, which yeah. is very difficult to do. But they were like they 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 knew what they they knew what they were wanting to make. They had the ambitions, and I think they it was a little Peter Molyneux esque of like you know all these promises that were eventually going to you know happen. But I just think that they didn't realize maybe how long it was going to take to get there. You know, but whatever, over promising that's a whole other thing. But I think you know the problem is it's like when you deal with when you're dealing with like a big. Uh, you know, uh, title that's got a lot of ambition, a lot of a lot of ambition, specifically with Cyberpunk 2077. It's like you know they just had a ticking clock, and it was like fuck. And and I think it was a lot of politics, red tape, and stuff that was forcing them to. They had to ship on this date for whatever reason, and yeah. I don't know yet. I will find out at some point. But and and I and I'm positive the people in that studio knew. Like they were just like fuck. Like. We need to, you know, you, you, your instinct is let's delay the fucking game, but then there's a thousand reasons why, you know, you can't. I'm probably saying well, way so too much. You did delay your game. We did. We you did. did. You, we a did. couple months. You, yeah, you're yeah, staying yeah. in 2022. Which, and that wasn't us. That was well. Again, I don't. Never mind. No, but, no. Actually, yeah. so I wanted to stay on this because, again, being someone who has been on both sides of the fence yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I'm curious what you can educate us on with regard to the delay no no not oh, even the delay actually just kind of tangential to that of you know exclusives are such a big thing in the games business yes. right yeah, yeah, yeah you're oh you're an xbox exclusive you're a sony sure in this case you did you guys signed up with microsoft yeah, for this. yeah. Game and I, i'm curious like how does that like literally how does that come about like are you out pitching high on life to publishers and microsoft likes it yeah, and says yeah, yeah. hey we'll you know, we'll make you some financial guarantee if you get it on Game Pass and make it exclusive to our console. I'm just curious that of what you can say without mm-hmm. breaching any contracts. God, this is like, so funny. Just this how, is... how does like how does that exclusivity deal yeah, yeah, yeah. come about? You're an indie this... studio. You can you could have put it on every platform. You could of have course. put it on PC only. You could have signed yeah, yeah, yeah. with Sony. It's, like it's the answer is simple. It's so funny because this is like where I miss Tanya. You know, like my, my we're still yeah she'd been a still, producer and yeah, yeah, Epic for a long we're, time. We're still buddies, but like she would always be at these and just be like, <laughs> you know, like. She was really good about that, but I and now I'm just like, okay, what well, you know, I, I have all these answers. I think the 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 big answer is just being an, an indie studio, you know, and making such an ambitious game early on. You know, we don't have a big re- like Trover wasn't like a huge revenue stream hit for us. It, it certainly did well enough. Um, I think it's one of the better titles on the quest, and I love the quest. You know, I'm I'm in VR constantly. Yeah. But obviously, I made the game. I'm biased, right? Like, I wanted to get. I make I make games I want to play. I make games that I that don't exist that I want to experience. And of course, by the time I'm done working on them, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm done. I've well, you're played, just like just I'm, about <laughs> most developers like that. Yeah, I've played it enough. I'm good. <laughs> I gotta wait a long time and then go back to it later. And I'm like, whoa, or I'm like, oh, I don't know. But you, you, maybe a mixture. But um. But in any case, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, it, it's a money thing. Um, so at that, we were so deep into production that, that it was pretty easy for us to slap together a really good, like, vertical slice. 
we t- and, and our philosophy is, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of like we'll go to publishers, you know, as a last ditch, you know, if we had to. But we I think the smarter move for us is to just talk directly to the platform holders. So talk to Microsoft, talk to Sony. We've got good relationships with both. Um, and and that's so that was our plan. Right. You, that, mean you that, did Trover for Sony. Yeah. And, and, and it was I mean, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of like change, like a lot of people left that we were really like, you know, uh, close with. But we still have good, really, like really good connections and relationships with the, with the people that are there currently. We have great, obviously, a great relationship with the folks at, at Microsoft, and so we just like let them play the the demo, you know. And we went to other people outside of those two, just because you know you cast a wide net. And we just we were like, if we don't, it's either a we 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 raise more you know capital for the studio, like with some sort of like series, you know, some sort of Silicon Valley style, yeah. you know, fun, you know, uh, what's it called, DC style raise money raise. Um, or we get a deal with one of these platform holders, or we go to a publisher. If your game, if you bring it and the game is really of good quality and interesting, or doing something new, or doing something unique, or whatever, we're trying to do something more like classic, you know, single-player Metroidvania first-person shooter action adventure, like with upgrades and obviously with this massive umbrella of like crazy comedy narrative, yeah. to the point of just as ambitious as you can get that in that department with the cast and everything else. But, but, you know, so, so game pass was just like, it made sense. It was like, yeah, this is, this is really smart for us. I think. So, so. my understanding is that there are, a th- there are different models for sort of different deals to be, to be made with, mm-hmm. with, when it comes to game pass. And I don't, and I'll, and I'll be truthful. I, that's where I, my, like, yeah, my, my lane at the studio is creative <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, Big picture and 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 then sometimes you know getting into the minutia of like certain like feel and or jokes or timing. But when it, and, and then obviously early days, big picture, global, like what's the big narrative? What's the world? What's the characters? But when it comes to that, I have no fucking idea. That's like that's my CCO, <laughs> yeah, uh, Fridley. He would know all that shit. But yeah, I have no clue what our so it's you know what, where but we you're are already and, being knee deep into production. I imagine it's you're getting some kind of backstop against that investment and then. Yeah, the, your games on Game Pass where yeah. you've got a, a and pretty Steam, good chance. It's going to be on Steam. Yeah. Uh, it's going to work on the Steam Deck. I've been playing it on the Steam Deck, just the dev, you know. Yeah. Sorry, our dev build, and it's like, it, it plays great. It's. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Fucking awesome. Uh, what'd you like learn? burping, like... <laughs> Well, you know what? Hey, do I'll, that. Don't uh, normally do that. I'll well, tell you why. It's I have I, a burp take Rick, Rick and Morty little, question. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Got a little happy juice. Well, over get here. get some of that in your system. Um, I'm curious. I guess I'll 
I'll, I got. I'm gonna. We're gonna come back to the burping. Okay. Hold yeah, hold yeah, the yeah, thought yeah. on that. Oh, but Jesus, since we're talking high on life, yeah. <laughs> um, what what'd you learn from Trover, good and bad? That that's uh, lessons of making that game that that are applied oh, to high on life. I'm, oh God, there's probably a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm just trying like to top think, level. Like, you know, the the biggest one well, or two. Okay, so I'll be honest. So the first thing I ever did was accounting, and that was with William. I remember, and, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Crows, Crows, Crows guys, Stanley Parable, which and they just released Stanley Parable Deluxe, which I highly recommend if you haven't played it. Get it? There's a. It's like a whole new game, basically. But um, they should have just called it Stanley Parable too. I don't know, but whatever. That's my. I don't know, but anyway, amazing. And so we we got together and we we did a VR experience, and it was just a game jam thing. But it was so simple in terms of like thinking about you know trigger volumes or just when a player picks up a thing, this audio plays. When they set it down, it goes back to the bass audio. When they pick up this thing, this audio plays. It's very like baby's first, you know, if you were to t- talk about this in traditional, you know, gaming, it's like, well, yeah, f- fucking that's how they've been doing it since the beginning. But for some reason in VR, it was just so crazy. Like it was so weird that little tree guy yelling at you, you know, get the fuck out of here or whatever. I was doing his voice. I was like, fuck you, fuck you. You know, I was trying to tap into... Who's the actress with, uh, with um, who cares? Anyway, um, but anyway, so yeah, I was like, just fuck you, get, fuck, get out of my tree place, you know, and then you pick up a thing, hey, don't pick that up, don't, you know, and it's very like, he's so aware of you, and yeah. you're in the environment, like actually there, that it just hit the brain in a different way. And, but that, that was a great one, because I was sitting there typing, you know, I was like, okay, this, this, this trigger is going to be all of this dialogue, this trigger is all of this dialogue, and then I'm writing... Uh, Dom and Williams stuff as the guys on the phone and then we would go in and record and then they would just take the script and go off but you know they would make it their own and then I everybody all the everyone we got would kind of yeah, go in and 70 percent improv you talked about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and that one was like you know a 50 50 kind of thing but it was it, it, and it turned out so good and so we released that for free and then of course later we I flew to Germany and we did we did all the extra stuff for accounting plus and then we sold that one for a you know a very fair, I think, price for, for what it is. But, um, and there's all kinds of Easter eggs and cool shit if you want to keep, like, you know, trying to figure out where, how to find stuff. But, um, but that was the, that was the real one where I'm like, okay, like, I see how this works. Like, almost like it's not that crazy for at least what my job can be. Like, I can, you know, and so going into Trover, we really blew that out with, like, trigger volumes and, like, you know, Things that we know the player did, eliciting a line of dialogue right. that really f- makes the world feel alive, and it's like you know, and then going into high on life, that's we really kicked that shit up, t- like you know, so it, you know, Trover was a, it's a it's a weird first person third person VR hybrid. So you're there, you're controlling Trover, you can pop up and down to get a better vantage point. You can, uh, it's really fun. It's a great action platformer if if nobody's played it i i promise you you won't be disappointed although there is a lot of swearing so maybe not for the kids i don't know but it's really if you like moss if you like any of those we we, we did a whole ad campaign joking about moss i don't know if you ever saw i that, reviewed that game it's, it's it's one of my favorite vr games it's a great vr game i feel like it, it kind of got overlooked but if you haven't played it it's a great one but um and obviously i'm biased but but i will say that like you know in that game you have one you have trover that's it right you and trover we, we, you know, obviously Trover has a lot to say, and it's very interactive, and he's talking about, you know, you're moving him around, so when you do a thing, 
he's going to comment and it's yeah. really cool and it it just feels cool when you're doing that in VR. So then we were like, well, okay, now we're talking about a game with four characters. You know, these are four fully fleshed out characters. They are each a complete trover in in a sense. They've gonna, they're going to so it's like writing four <laughs> video games, you know. Yep. And players are really only going to hear the dialogue of whatever gun they're current they're using in any given situation. So it's like it's highly replayable if you want to like experience and, and and depending on choices you make it completely obfuscate like it'll not obfuscate it eliminates like certain things you you know there's just a lot in this game that we one of our things that we were excited about is like not that we're pushing like a replay like we want this to be heavily replayable it just turned out that way where it's like if you really want to see all kinds of stuff you're going to want to go in and try yeah. different guns and different scenarios you're going to want to like rescue guns in different yeah, order. You're not doing the Dying Light 2 thing of, our game's 400 hours long. No, not at all. Everybody's no, no, like, no, whoa, no. hold this on. This is more of like a Bioshock <laughs> or like, um, like, like, like my, some of my favorite games, you know, in this genre are the kind that have that Metroidvania exploration upgrade tree with like really cool yeah. new abilities that really affect traversal, that affect combat, um, new enemies that change how combat scenarios work. And then obviously the guns in and of themselves are upgradable and also have special abilities that do all kinds of cool shit. And the order that you rescue them, it changes. So you can, you can go back and replay the game and rescue another gun and first instead of the, and then go play a mission with that gun now and yeah. hear all of that gun's dialogue. So there really is like a high, and then also not to mention just all the other crazy like weird shit that we put in. There's a lot to see in this game, but um, and that was not that wasn't like a, you know, they talk about pillars, you know, in, in game development. It's like okay, what are our main three pillars? You know, we knew like first class shooter, like really with like really cool traversal upgrade mechanics. Uh, uh, we wanted obviously comedy and story, like really like great actors, great fun NPC experiences, just surprises. Uh, I can't remember the third one. I'm sure, whatever. Uh, Metroidvania, like, really good boss fights. Two pillars, then. Yeah, two pillars. <laughs> Fuck it. I know there was three. But, like, but then what But what we kind of discovered the deeper we got in is, like, oh, hey, like, we, act, we, we kind of accidentally, like, have this really highly replayable game because if someone's a real big fan of it, like and they want more it's 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 there you know exactly like okay well i'm gonna go and do it this way now you know instead of that way and it's not just like one big this way or that way it's like there's big ones and then there's just a ton of like little ones so and it's not to the point of like uh uh, um until dawn or like uh quarry where i'm pretty sure those guys that's that's their main that's like the pillar oh yeah like we want a thousand yeah, eight endings or permutation. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not like going that crazy, but but there is a lot of fun stuff, and, and and we really are good about palate cleansing, making sure that you know players are getting like a lot of fun shooting and action, and then we get some fun comedy bits and some downbeats, and then we're back into you know, and and also a lot of opt in. Like I really am a big firm believer of like let the player as much as we possibly can let the player decide you know, when they want to hang out with an NPC and just listen to crazy shit. If they want to bone out and keep playing the game, let them do it. Like, don't lock anyone down. I mean, in this game, in Trover, never. No one was ever locked down, ever. In this game, we kind of had to in certain spots because there's just such a bigger story that, you know, there's, you know, so early game, there's more of that. But then as you get deeper in, it just kind of opens up. And and we really, every time we had a moment, we always were like, okay, can we 
unlock the player? Can we let the player just bounce and keep playing the game or just do whatever they want to do? Because to me, that's, that's the, if we can do that, then let's do it and let's figure out how to do it. Um, and so we, that's, that was our, this game, there's so much shit to hear. Even just with an enemy encounter, if you just sort of sit back and hang out and listen to the enemies, they're going to talk for so fucking long. And you'll hear the funniest shit if you if you want to. Yeah. But if you want to just keep going and start the combat encounter, by all means, you won't even notice. You won't even know what you missed. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's really like there's a lot of stuff. It's it's really cool. Any uh, any direct game inspirations for this? Because I'll tell you, finally sitting down to play it myself today, I, I there's a little Odd World vibe. To oh, it. for sure, Lauren Landing stuff. Like you know, it's funny. I I I, I don't. It was never um, intentional. It was never like a. Uh, it was more subconscious, you know, because I played all this stuff. I, I truthfully had never played Stranger's Wrath until much like recent, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and I was like, God damn, like this is fucking amazing. A, it's incredible. If if anyone, if you haven't played it, like God damn, like it's on the Switch. If if yep. you, it's really good. Um, Funny, you know, it's so it's so like um, close to what we're doing for sure. You know, building a whole alien world, like you, you know, um, you know. Here's here's a, here's a big lesson that I learned uh, tertiarily, or just you know, from the outside looking in with Jim Henson. So Jim Henson did Dark Crystal, right? Yeah, it bombed, and I remember him I, I, I watching an interview or reading something about him talking about how he believes the problem was there wasn't that human element that that sort of grounded you know a human being to kind of like you know it, it was it was almost too alien too you know you, the gelflings weren't enough for you to like transpose you know or like look at them and they're the protagonists i relate to they were too weird and uncanny valley and like at least that's what he f- felt was the, was one of the problems with it i obviously absolutely adore that movie and then, and then you go into so then he he made the change with Labyrinth where he's like okay I'm gonna cast uh, Connolly I'm gonna I'm gonna have Bowie obviously yeah. what a fucking get you know to get fucking David Bowie but anyway so they you know we'll have human characters at the for, at the core of the narrative and then we'll have all the craziness around them and that was kind of the approach I wanted to go with in this game was like I want a grounded human you know story here. And then we go off into Alice in Wonderland, you know, or, you know, Narnia or whatever. That's like my favorite kind of way to do it. And so, uh, you know, getting back to like Stranger's Wrath, it it, it was, I don't know. Honestly, I I feel that game got robbed. I don't know why it didn't do as well as it did initially, because it really is a great game. Um, But part, part of me can't help but wonder, like, maybe if there was some kind of, you know, grounded, you know, human way into it obviously that would completely wreck and change it would be a page one rewrite for the game i don't know how you'd do it but um but anyway the game's amazing and and that that's a great example of like you know living ammo and like all the kind of weird kind of stuff we're doing here and we had a lot of stuff we had to cut that really was like very even more similar with like ammo and ideas like that uh and obviously like i did play the fuck out of odd world uh you know the originals and Munch's Odyssey. I played on the Xbox, and you know um, I don't think I finished it, but I, I played quite a bit of it. And uh, and then Strangers, yeah, I, I was one of those idiots that didn't 
I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it when it first came out, you know. And now I, I mean, you play it now, and it's like it holds up really well. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's marketing. So, you know, it's, 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 it's it like can a, be anything. It's a perfect storm of a lot of things, yeah. and I don't even understand it. And, uh, and but, that's yeah, where yeah. you know that's one reason I was actually because because I I'll be honest, I said this live on the air, so I'm not like just sitting here kissing your ass. But I I. High on Life was one of my standout games from the Xbox showcase. It yeah, just seemed yeah. fresh. It seemed Thank new. Thank you. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm kind of happy that it's coming out in December because then it's it's not near Call of Duty. Yeah, you know, these yeah, games yeah, with a hundred times your yeah. marketing budget, or, yeah. or you know, I mean, God of War is going to be but, out there, but, but very different too. It, yeah, very not. Di- but, like, but they're but still, I still competing for time. And Absolutely. For, like, and a attention. lot of people only have yeah. you know enough money for. One or two games in the yes. fall, and you know, yep. obviously, you're doing Game Pass, which is great, but yep. you're still there's only 24 hours in a day. I know. So. Yeah. Well, but, but that that's what you know. We we knew going in like this is a really awesome, you know, well crafted single player action adventure. There's Metroid, you know, inspiration. You know, the whole lock and key, the upgrade uh, tree with like new awesome mechanics that you get all the way throughout the game that really change how you traverse and get around the world, and also the new guns really open up like all kinds of stuff. So. You know the, you know even like like Prime and 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 then you know I mentioned Bioshock before, but like you know really good first in class kind of shooter mechanics, really polished, really cool uh, tra- traversal and fight like the dash and the dodge and the, the, these upgrades you get along the way, um, you know the, the, that kind of stuff. But but ultimately like making a game that's like hey, so this is a really good like just solid, you know fifteen hour like you know, awesome game that that you can obviously spend way more time if you want to go back in or if you want to sit and hang out and listen or literally watch the fucking four movies that are in there. There's full length four movies in this fucking game. Uh, one of them has commentary throughout the whole movie too, by the way. With, with <laughs> There's the, that MST3K influence. Literally, yeah. It's very <laughs> much that. 100%. It's very much that. But, but um, you know, there's a lot in this game, but like, but like the core A path is, you know, around 12, 15 hours and that was by design because it was like, you know, there's not a lot of like right now there's a lot of like, you know, hey, this is a game you can play forever or hey, this is a, you know, a microtrans free to play. You know, there's a lot of like the gaming industry has sort of gone in a lot of different interesting yeah. directions. But me, my favorite shit is like, give me a Shadow of Colossus. Give me a. Yeah, I don't need a game that I, that's that's a job that I have to play for. Yeah. You know, I, 80 I'll, hours. I love Minecraft. I'll, sure. I, I have a I have a like weird like on and off addictive i'll fall into a minecraft hole for like four months and or a few months and i'm just like suddenly okay okay i i'm out of it but then it happens again it's happened over and over and over i have a server by the way if anyone wants to play on my minecraft server it's chuntus.com so please you know go go populate chuntus it's a it's a uh it's a vanilla anarchy server chuntus c-h-u-n-t-u-s.com Please go check it out and enjoy. I, I, I might dive back in if I see it's like popping off. But uh, you gotta humor me. Let me come back to Rick and Morty for okay, a couple yeah, minutes yeah, before yeah. I let you go. I've been yeah. keeping you here for a while. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm almost curious. out of water. Look at that. Look at this. It's that's how I'm gonna. Make, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make it last. I'm gonna really like. <laughs> well, you've got your secret stash over there yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Next this to this the, helps. This stuff. Yeah, helps. you're in good shape. Yeah. I guess. Uh, just out of curiosity, like. Where did Rick and Morty's voices come from? I'm always curious to ask that of of voice yeah. actors that you know, like where is it? Do you do you do you see the character in your head first, or do no, you hear the, the character no, in the your tr- head first? The truth, the truth is, it was a sloppy, shitty, 
impression of Doc and Marty, or you know, from yeah. Back to the Future. And what happened was, I don't remember when or where, but we it was a bunch of Channel 101 people. We're all at a bar, and we were out front of the bar. It's such a hazy memory, but I remember like we there was this bit we used to do. Like Ridley would be like Harmon, Ridley, Drew, Hancock, um, uh, Wade Randolph, I remember was there. Just a bunch of these like you know, just channel one on one, like early days, like like people. And there was a bit where it was like this fake like fight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone's breaking each other up. Yeah. You know, but the joke was there's right, not really there's a no fight, fight happening, yeah. but it's just like everyone's trying to break up a fight all at once and it was fucking <laughs> hilarious and then somewhere within that somebody did a doc and marty impression not me somebody else did it did it started doing it I, I wish i could remember who it was and i was like then i started doing mine and then it was sort of like I, it kind of i don't even know if anyone heard me do mine it was sort of and then it then it went back to the whoa 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 thing and we're all drunk and i don't remember but um <laughs> but i remember like when i was doing mine i was like ooh. Uh, I like that like a lot and so it stuck with me and then yeah. I went back and I was like okay my next channel 101 short is going to be this like really filthy because I had just come off of this other job that was like a spike tv video game you know kind of comedy sketch show but video game centric and uh I think it was Bert Kirshner was the host maybe oh wow yeah yeah he's great but I I never really got to hang out with him or meet him. I was like, I was the animation producer and Savan and like my, like uh, um, Stephen Chun, like my, my, my core animation team from Channel 101 Days. I just hired all those guys. I was like, let's just make the cartoons for this. We can just do it ourselves. And, uh, but we also farmed things out to certain other like animation studios. But anyway, um, so after that job, it was just like, dude, the notes we got and like how just, restrictive it was and we couldn't really just make good shit it was brutal it was like we we can't get one past the fucking goalie here like just yeah. make just let us just make a fucking good thing don't like trust just trust like you know what's the worst that'll happen you know they were very metal at spike tv very meddlesome it was fucking bonkers but anyway so i come out of that and i just was like i had all this pent up like i and, and also i was thinking i just want to make something that's going to make an audience of 400 people scream and cover their eyes and I wanted to feel that energy. I wanted to be anonymous in that theater room and hear this. Because I'd done it once before with a thing called Unbelievable Tales, where it's just fucking awful, fucked up, just dark, horrible, you know, the worst kind of dark humor, you know, which was more acceptable back then than it is now. People would watch that now and go, oh, God, oh, But it's like, look, I was doing, I made it because I, that was the point. Yeah. You know, I wanted, I wanted to sit in the audience and, tro like, I just wanted to see an audience, like, <laughs> I wanted to hear the, 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 the crowd like shriek and like, oh, fuck, oh, God. And so I did that with this Doc and Marty short, and it was so fun, man. And then coming out of it, I was like, I really like these voices. Like, there's, there's something more to these voices that I, I can make them my own and do something different. And then I kind of, I, I, I sold a lot of shows, you know, in between then and Rick and Morty. And I was always putting those voices and those different incarnations of those characters yeah. into the shows and sort of figuring out like, okay, you know, and, and they'd be very different each time, you know, like personality, you know, but it was those voices still. And um, like one of them, one of them was uh, called uh, Relative Insanity. And there was like a grounded, normal, sane guy with an insane family. And the triplets uh, were the Morty voice, but all three of them sounded, <laughs> but they had a little more of like a British... Hint Affect, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, 
just more breathy, you know, than Morty. But uh, but no one would know the difference. Like you do Morty, and it's like I I could do all the different versions, and the, oh, that's just Morty. Like you know, and I'm like, that's fine, that's fine. I I, I don't. I'm the first one to admit I've got like you know I'm the master not even the master I'm I'm the voice actor with maybe three voices you know I'm working on some other I'm workshopping <laughs> some others because it's like it's getting time where it's like all right all right enough enough we fucking we've heard the Morty voice we, we can do something else but anyway uh, all right I gotta let you go in like five minutes here I'm being okay. I'm being told by by my crew that uh, yeah I've yeah. kept you for too long that's fine uh, can you just tell me real quick about the burp takes. Is, are oh. those like? Can you make yourself burp, or or do you like? Yeah, no, do you do you go in like with a soda beforehand or a yeah, beer beforehand? Yeah, so it's 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 changed a lot. So it, in the early days, it was like a really low calorie, like like light beer, kind of worked really well. Yeah, like a sixty four calorie. Yeah, you know, you'd have to drink fifty of them to right. get a buzz. You know, yeah. kind of thing. That worked really well, and then and then then it went to Soda Stream. So Sydney. Uh, the 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 our producer on the show back then um, would bring in Soda Stream and I was like this is the, this one is this is mm, mwah, chef kiss good <laughs> like it would work but now it's just Lacroix works but like but like so but yeah the problem is I can't just do it I have to like drink and then like I'll tell Ricky my engineer like okay le- let it roll just let it roll I, I it'll, it's got it's got to bubble up it's yeah gotta, it'll 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 come when it comes yeah. and I'll feel it but like let's just keep going let's continue and then uh when it happens I'll jump back but just let's le- just leave it open <laughs> and and so he he you know and then we just it's I, I I'm so jealous of Sarah Chalk because she can just just burp like she can just do it like instant like eat so effortlessly and I'm like you know, and, and, and by the way, like, in the early days, that was kind of part of the sloppy, like, absurd nature of Rick is the, the burping in the middle. It's just like, you know, and then the, the deeper we got into the show and also combined with the fact that it wasn't just, F, you know, easy for me to, like, do, it was like, well, let's dial it back. I mean, Harmon, like, in the early, the pilot, I think he burped every fucking line. <laughs> And it was like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pull this back. Like Harmon was like, we gotta pull this back. And I, I was. Like, it cracks me up every time, though. I I'll wasn't tell you arguing, that. though. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And also, oh man, I got. I remember like that that pilot record, like because of because every, every line. It's a lot of beer. I had to get a burp. I had a clean and a burp take, but you know, I like. And I yeah, was I drinking beer for that? It might have been, but like yeah, I uh, I was sick, man. I had an awful stomachache from just. You know, yeah, it was fucking bad. <laughs> I was like, never, luckily, never had that again. But well, let's wrap on High on Life because that's what you're here to promote. Yeah, High that's, on that's Life. That's the let's game. It. It's out in December on PC, yeah. Xbox, and yeah, Game yeah, Pass. Yeah. Uh, any any ideas kicking around for for uh, Squanch's next game yet? After we have this a one? lot of really fun smaller swings. We've got the we've got the bigger stuff we want to do. I think I you know look without getting too into it. You know, the the studio is just getting started. It's 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 a passion project for me. I'm 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 so grateful and blessed. Not that I'm religious. I don't know what the fuck happens when we die, but something spiritual, right? But but I'm very 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 grateful for all these amazing people that are a part of the team that believe in the vision of the studio and all the cool shit we want to do and um yeah, we've got a lot of stuff we want to do and uh there's a lot of cool unannounced stuff that that you know we're excited to share with the world when the time is right. And uh, but you know, this is our first big, big swing in the traditional game space, I guess, is if, if you you know, as opposed to VR game. And uh, you know, we really hope it does well because that that just make that gives us 
the money that we need to it's not cheap man making games it's like you got a bit we, we have a decent sized studio and like the burn is like it's like the the monthly burn just for our team and and that's that's games man and also animation it's all the 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 blood sweat and tears of talented people you know and uh that's what that's it that's that's what that's that's where the money goes is yeah. to those people and you want to be good to them you want to make sure that they're they're getting paid well and um you know and they're being treated well so you know and and just very grateful to have it and yeah we have a lot of fun shit coming but yeah. in the meantime high on life yeah uh justin thank you so much yeah for sitting down you. high on life out this december on pc xbox and game pass check it out and for more and epic on game high on store life, hey what do you yes, know also all epic the pc platforms not, yeah we're covering high on life all month long right here on ign Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna original podcast, Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. 